Thanks for tuning in to the Jasmine Star Show. I hope you're having a wonderful day and it's about to get even better because of my guest, Topsy Vandenbosch. Y'all, this queen is serving up the goods. In case you're unfamiliar with who Topsy is, she's a leadership mindset coach for entrepreneurs and executives earning six and seven figures who helps you crush negative thought patterns and behaviors using emotional intelligence in mindset strategies as the foundation of our work together. (laughs) Come on. Come on. Not only does Topsy serve entrepreneurs, she's come out and said, no, no, I serve six and seven figures. So if you're listening right now and you're like, I'm not quite at that six and seven figure range, (laughs) prepare your heart because she's going to walk you through what she does with her clients. So you have an aspirational model to be like, when I get there, I'm apply these things. And if you are in that six and seven figure range, welcome to the conversation. Topsy's gonna like open your chest cavity up, perform a little bit of soul operation, sew you back up and be like, go on your bad way. Okay, and I mean bad as in like, bad, that's bad. Like it's good, right? It's good. When I say go on your bad way, I mean go on your bad way, you bad thing that you are. In this conversation, Topsy's going to cover all the things, mindset, and how it affects your business as the emotional intelligence queen that she is. I can't wait for you to hear it. So let's listen in. Y'all, I am sitting here with a queen. So I just want to let you have to know you're a queen. Like you have to know you hail from royalty when you show up to a podcast interview and say, okay, Jasmine, so this is what I was thinking to talk about. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay, okay. Welcome to the podcast and show me how it's done. Topsy, queen. To- okay, no, and I said, I said, don't tell me, don't tell me. I said, we have to record this. You so did. I want you to tell me what this podcast is going to be about. And then what I want to do is marry my questions yes. and always go back to your thesis to make sure that you you are served well and you stand in your purpose and that I get to stand in my purpose as a podcast host. So the queen, you tell me what this is about. Oh my gosh. I love you. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I am Topsy Vandenbosch. Um, I am an emotional intelligence consultant and mindset coach for six and seven figure business owners. And today I really wanted to talk about how mindset work is the foundation of doing emotional intelligence work. I think that emotional intelligence right now, a lot of y'all listening, it's a hot button topic. People are starting to really wake up and realize that brain-based work is not something to poo-poo at. This is the foundation of how you are building your business and honestly, how you operate in life. And so if you're not aware about your feelings and your emotions and how you need to deal with them in order to get to the other side, it's going to be really difficult to really integrate emotional intelligence work into um, every facet of what you do. So I'm really excited to talk about this today. I'm so happy that you're here. So I'm going to repeat what I heard. And that is mind work is the foundation to anything we do. And because here on the podcast, we're going to really be focusing on how mind work, brain work is actually soul food. And this is going to guide to what guide us to where we need to go to start building businesses because you can listen to a million business podcasts. You probably listen to a lot of these episodes, but if we don't actually fix the foundation, you can learn all the things and it's not going to change if we go from the inside out. So one of my first questions, and we go back to the thesis, we're going to go back to your thesis, but 
just to make sure, because a lot of times if like, I know my folks are like me, it's like you hear like emotions are the foundation. And I'm like, oh no, no, no. We ain't here to pass around a box of like Kleenex to be like, tell me how I feel. No, no, no. We just want to know. So I'm going to get down to the root of where I think. So I want people to self-qualify. Yo, is this episode for me? So in your opinion, this is when yeah. a pre-qualify right here. Yep. What are some examples of toxic thought patterns that Ooh. people right now, our listeners Ooh. might be experiencing? And so Ooh. I'm asking for toxic thought patterns yeah. that you think entrepreneurs are thinking right now, because what you say, if anybody's listening and start slowly nodding their heads, uh-huh. we're going to start knowing if this is the episode for you. So you tell me. Yeah. So this episode, I think one of the ways, one of the toxic thought patterns that you might be thinking as you listen to this could be number one, I think I'm good on mindset. I think that we have talked about mindset to completion and I'm okay. I'm, I, I got my stuff together. I'm Gucci. You might be feeling like um, mindset work involves um, identifying and having to struggle with too many emotions. And you might feel like it distracts you from your purpose and that it distracts you from momentum. That's the other thing is a lot of people believe that doing mindset work means you're going to slow down. And Ooh, that yeah. You, yeah, that's the biggest thing. A lot of business owners, I'm sure a lot of you that are listening, it kind of feels like you have to put things on pause in order to deal with some of the emotions that come up that you are afraid to face. For some people, they some of the other toxic thought patterns could be, you might be feeling like um, this is too time consuming. I, I'm trying to focus on getting bread. I'm trying to focus on making money. I don't got time to dig into emotions. That's for therapy. And I'm good after that. And the real therapy begins on, in what you implement outside of the therapy session. Because here's the thing. I am a retired clinical mental health therapist. I had my own in-person private practice for four years. Before that, I've worked with every population underneath the sun. I've been a therapist for about 11 years now. And all the work happens outside of the session. The session, you might gain some aha moments. And if you have a mindset coach in your coaching sessions with them, you might gain some aha moments. But the real work starts into what you continue outside of there. And if you're not gaining more clarity on what you need to work on and what thought patterns and behaviors are holding you back from the success you desire, you're going to find yourself going back in time constantly, feeling like you take 20 steps forward, 20 steps back. Mm -hmm. You can stop that pattern by just addressing what you are afraid to address. That's where the work is. The work is in what you are avoiding. Oh, hold up. Period. Hold up. (laughs) Okay. 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 So if we're talking about anybody's listening right now and what you're hearing is resistance to the idea of spending time going deep in the episode. Now, I know that you do a lot of coaching. Yeah. And you work uh, with very successful entrepreneurs. Yeah. What are some thought patterns that entrepreneurs are experiencing? Because I, if I didn't get a head nod the first time, I'm about to get a head nod right here. What are some of those toxic thought patterns? Yes. Self-sabotage, allowing for your worth to be tied to the Oof. results you produce. Oof. That Oof. is the story of a business owner right? Clients aren't getting results. What does that mean about me? What does that mean about my methods? Should I have charged $4,000 pay in full or $10,000? Is what I'm doing worth it? If 
everyone isn't experiencing the results of the transformation that they paid for. I think there's a lot of looking for outside validation that you're doing a good job. You're wanting that good old boy pat on the back. You're doing good girl. Keep going. Cause we get a lot of that in corporate. So we don't realize that when we go into entrepreneurship, we still need to give ourselves positive reinforcement. You have to replace what is going to be missing when you leave the corporate world. Because working for yourself ain't no joke. No one is waiting to give you feedback. You need to give that to yourself. You cannot fish for it from your clients. The testimonials in the world won't make you feel good if you don't feel good about what you have produced. Mm. I, 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 I'm sitting here, and if you are not watching this video, I look like a straight up like bobblehead. The kind of bobblehead you get from a Dodgers park. I'm just uh, nodding. I'm just nodding right here. I was like, oh snap, we started here. So yeah. I want to slow it down again and yeah. repeat some of the patterns that Topsy sees with her clients. Your worth is tied to the results. Yes. Mm. Your worth is tied to the results. You believe that if you're not receiving accolades, yes. if you're not receiving the congrats. And if you're not getting told every day that your work transformed their lives, you wonder, do I even matter? Ooh, does what my I, work matter? Does Ooh. my work matter? Like this, that's the deep, that's the deep stuff. Am I allowed to cuss on your podcast? Well, yes, because, and then we'll, we have we have two versions. We'll bleep out whatever. You be you. That's yeah, I'm like, I always invite right. people in. I invite Perfect. people in. Perfect, because I'm not kid friendly. So <laughs> <laughs> if there are littles, this is your warning. Yes. This is your warning. Y'all put some put some We're headphones grown. on. Put yes, some headphones yes. on. We are grown here. No, but I think that it's really important to pay attention to your people pleasing behaviors as well. That's something a lot of business owners still struggle with, even when they're making seven figures. Here's the thing. There's a lot of talk about a six and seven figure mindset, yada, 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 yada. Here's the thing is that the same behaviors I see in a person who is just starting out is often the same behaviors I'm seeing when they're making like hundreds of millions of dollars. It just it just is um, demonstrated differently and it comes through differently. So the behaviors Ooh. may not be the same, but it's still the same thought pattern. So for instance, if you are a person that feels as if, you know, you're, you don't know enough information or that there's someone else that does it better than you and you never work on it and that thought keeps following you as you continue to make more money that thought pattern is still going to be with you even when you're making all the money because money doesn't fix that. Money doesn't fix that. Money just enhances what's already there. So if you already don't feel significant, if you already feel like what you do isn't really that special, that's going to continue to follow you in some way, form, or fashion. It's just the behaviors just change. So if there's somebody listening right now, it's not enough to know that the behavior or the thought patterns stay with you. What do you say to somebody? So basically what I believe that you need to do is you need to get real with yourself. You need to be willing to do the work. You need to interrupt the pattern. So mm. when you find yourself in those same patterns of searching for validation from your clients or customers, searching for that moment where you feel like, yes, this is why I'm doing this, right? If you find yourself always trying to chase validation, always trying to chase the next thing, never completely feeling good about what you've created, even when you're not getting anything from the peanut gallery, 
that is going to be when you know that your self-confidence is getting built to where it needs to be. When we are searching for things outside of ourselves, when we're placing our success in the hands of strangers, right? A lot of us do it. When we're like, am I ever going to get to that place? Oh, they must have it all figured out. Those thought patterns continue to follow you until you're able to get real with yourself and say, what am I struggling with? Jealousy? Name the feeling. Mm. Jealousy? Envy? Those are emotions people don't like to talk about because it doesn't sound good. But I will say it is good. It's good to feel those things. I was just going to say we are meant to feel the full spectrum of emotions. A lot of the time, the reason why we're struggling so hard is because we feel so much shame. We feel so much shame for even feeling that in the first place. So then what do we do? We get stuck in the same patterns of behavior because we just feel like there's something wrong with me. My thoughts must be the truth. That's something else that business owners struggle with is treating their thoughts as if they're automatically the truth or their feelings as if, well, I must, I feel this. So that must be true. If I feel like an imposter, that must mean that I am an imposter. Right. So I want to get super practical before I go in. Cause you're just dropping so many bombs. I, I like know, to like, I you're just, I mean, this is good. This is great. So I want to pause yeah. because the goal of the podcast is action through practicality. Yes. So when you say to stop the thought pattern and then there's somebody who's saying, Oh, must be nice to think, Oh, um, I am worthy to be teaching or well, how I teach is really unique. And then if you were to stop the thought pattern, from the opposite of that, like it being negative, like I'm not worthy, somebody does it better, somebody's been doing it longer, somebody's better looking, somebody's richer, whatever. To stop the pattern, it's not enough to say the opposite, right? It's not enough to say, I am worthy, because you don't just think that. No. How does somebody get to unearthing the underlying emotion? Yeah, the underlying emotion. It's being honest about what is it that you're actually fearing? Do you fear that mm you're not worthy or that your work is not important. So I believe that the first step is identifying what is it that I'm actually feeling? What is the underlying emotion that I'm not willing to say, but I'm trying to self-soothe by saying things such as, um, you know, I, I don't know whether I'm worthy. What is the actual feeling? The actual feeling could be I'm disappointed in myself. The actual feeling could be I'm afraid. The actual feeling could be, what if I never get to that pinnacle of success that I've been hoping for? We have to name the feeling. Is it jealousy? Is it envy? Is it Would you suggest, because I'm like, then, then the next thought, I always like to have a podcast like lay out like a, yeah. a, a court case, right? So you that. are presenting a case. So yes. if somebody says, I'm thinking these toxic thoughts, and then you say to ask yourself to identify, and do, do you suggest somebody just being like, is it envy? Is it lack? Is it yes. want? And yes. then how does somebody know that, oh, I, I found it? It, it, it isn't unworthiness. How do they know when they find their thing? How do they know when they find their thing? So you have to put your thoughts on trial. So I love that you said a court case, um, presenting it as a court case. So how do you know is you think of, like you really, sometimes it's really helpful to look at a, because a lot of entrepreneurs, we are very intellectual, but we don't drop into feelings. Look Ooh, at feeling. stop calling me out. Stop. You don't know me. Please. I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Shoot. Look at a feelings chart. Look at a feelings chart. Literally, look at the faces. It's like what they what they show kindergartners, what they show children of how to identify emotions. Does that fit the way it is you're feeling right now? Is that the underlying emotion? What's actually the truth? And you mm. know, and you have to trust yourself. 
So a lot of business owners, we need to trust ourselves. So if we are feeling like, I don't know whether I'm ever going to reach that part, that place in my business, but I wish I had the same, you know, career trajectory or the same following or the same engagement that this person has, maybe you're feeling envy. Mm. Look at the definition of envy. Sometimes we need to get granular Mm -hmm. and be willing to go there, even if we feel silly. So if you are unsure of the feeling, go and Google a feelings chart. Look at the definition of that feeling and get honest. Mm -hmm. So I like to look at when you're looking at toxic thought patterns, you need to put your thoughts on trial. Put your thoughts on trial. What is it that I'm actually feeling? Okay. Or what is the fear? What's the situation? What happened? What is the feeling that I'm feeling? Okay. You can look at feelings charts to to determine that. What's the evidence for what I'm feeling? So if what you're feeling and your thought is that you're nervous that you're, I'm just going to throw something out there. You're nervous that you won't ever have that 10K month. I'm just going to throw that out as an example because I'm sure that that appeals to so many people in your audience. If that's the, if that's the thought, what is the feeling? The feeling is I'm scared. The feeling is I'm terrified. Perfect. Now we know that. What's the evidence for the thought that you're never going to reach your 10K month? Where did you get that from? Who told you that? And then if this person, if the thought is, well, it hasn't happened before. So what is the evidence against the thought? Well, the evidence against that thought that you'll never reach your 10K month is you've never done it before. How can you say for sure that you will never reach that? What evidence proves that you're not busting your ass to get to that place? Where's the evidence that shows that it's never going to happen for you? Do you have a crystal ball? Did you overnight become Jesus and I didn't realize it? How do you know that? A lot of the time, there are mindset struggles because we are too busy trying to project into the future. We're too busy trying to guess things. And we also treat our thoughts and our feelings as if that's the truth. Thank you. Because I feel it, that must be true. And it's not. It's not. It's not. So look at the evidence for the thought you have, which is it'll probably be, you don't know what you're talking about. You're too busy looking at what everyone else is doing online and not paying enough attention and giving enough love to what it is that you do well at, right? You're projecting already into the future and your focus is becoming on the wrong thing. So if 10K months is what the fear is, is that you'll never reach that. Why is that your main goal? What about your passion? What about your mission? You're disconnected from your why. So identifying the thought, identifying the feeling, put yourself on the stand. What's the evidence for the thought you have? There's no evidence. All right, move on to what's the evidence against the thought that you have? The evidence against the thought is that you've been busting your butt. You've been doing this for a long time. You have loyal clients. You have testimonials. You keep chugging along. You're still making money. doesn't matter whether it's 10K or whatever K. If 10K, if you're not happy at 5K, you're not going to be happy at 10K. I'm just going to tell you that. No, you won't. Because it's never enough. So money, 
recurring revenue, all of these hot button topics that business owners desire and want and will stab each other in the back for sometimes, that does not fulfill you. You fulfill you. So we we get real, real here. We get real, real. So I'm going to ask you a question. And if you're not cool answering it. Oh, this is going to be good. I'm excited. Well, well, you gave us an example of the 10K month, which is going to resonate with a lot of people right now. Yeah. What about, I'm going to ask you if you've ever struggled with toxic thought patterns around one thing. And then can you walk us through your process? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love getting real. Yes. Here's the thing is if y'all follow me, I don't do the pedestal thing. I don't do the guru culture. I'm the same as you. You know how it is. You know how it is. There's a lot of posturing that happens. And then people feel like they're alone and what they're struggling with. So anyway, for me, it was transitioning from being a clinical therapist and working with business owners at the time and, you know, career and ambitious focused women struggling with depression and anxiety. I had a full booked out practice, very, very successful, had great life. Um, And I was building my coaching business online on the side. And for me, my toxic thought pattern was that there are already so many mindset coaches. What the hell is going to set me apart? And that was when I got on the online space in 2017. It was probably one of the most difficult times in my life. I had to work with my own mindset coach and I had a therapist um, for about a year and a half. And selling was really difficult for me um, because I was just very used to not having to do a lot of that. Like, it's just entrepreneurship and especially online-based entrepreneurship is a different beast to tackle. Um, But I was very afraid that I was no different than anyone else, that there was nothing that set me apart and made me unique. I remember feeling like I was just in this void and what was going to make someone want to, that's what I thought, what was going to make someone want to invest in me versus another person that identified as a mindset coach. And I just remember feeling very lost. And so what I needed to do was number one, I needed to get honest with myself about my ego. I was allowing my ego to really dictate what I saw as success. Mm. So my ego told me, you've built this private practice. You're a bomb therapist. Everyone loves you. So you being a coach and a consultant, piece of cake. Literally, that was what I thought. It was the ego of, I have an incredible business. I'm not new to this rodeo. Okay. You know, and it was, it was a lot of ego. And I, I have a loud personality. Y'all, I mean, I'm sure y'all can tell. I am <laughs> apologetically myself, period. I don't apologize for who I am. I love Jesus. I twerk and I cuss a lot. I remember telling my parents that. I remember telling my parents that they asked me if they could attend my um, retreat. Bless their hearts. I'm having a retreat this this year. It's going to be in a mansion. It's going to be bougie. There's a bunch of us in this emotional intelligence leadership uh, weekend. And I sold it out. And my parents were like, we're just so proud of you. Can we come? I said, wait. I love, I, cause my parents are conservative Christians. I said, look, <laughs> uh, I'm grown. <laughs> uh, we're going to have to give mom and daddy some, uh, some, some podcast preload. It's like, put some Hilarious. earbuds in, Hilarious. you know, <laughs> well, yes, I had to get real with my ego. I had to really get honest with myself about what Topsy relax, mm. relax. Okay. Stop acting like people just should know about mm. you. They don't know you. And so you need to educate them about you. Get humble. Mm. 
Mm. It forced me to get humble. <sighs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I only, so I only ever coach yeah. with what I, something I do. And I only ever ask of something I would be willing to do. Yeah. So a negative, like a toxic thought that has risen up quite a bit over the past two years yeah. is uh, starting a SaaS company. Social curator is a SaaS company. I didn't even know I was starting a SaaS company when we started. I didn't even know what that word was. Yeah. People who don't know it's software as a service, like you That's have your own tech stack, like you have a group of developers. So the yeah. toxic thought was, who am I to do this? Mm. Like I have no experience. How can I be a founder of a tech company when I don't mm. code? Like, yeah. And I think that the biggest shift for me has unfolded in what you had said to find evidence of the contrary. And as a law school dropout, I started finding, stacking up evidence. Like if I don't know, I'll figure it out. What's the worst case that that can happen? Do do I have the capacity to learn something new? And all of it started coming to be like, yes, it is. Yeah. Yes. And have I fallen on my face and got my guts punched out and like black eyes? Yes. But I'm following exactly the stuff that you prescribe. So we've walked through. Now, if you can, let's go back to where we started. Can you state the thesis? You said, Jasmine, I want to show up and I want to talk about this. Can you state that just one more time as we start like tying this up with a loose bow? Because you have been under promising and over delivering. So thank you. Thank (laughs) you. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. How mindset work is the foundation of doing emotional intelligence work. Okay. So one of my questions was, how can we sell and market with emotional intelligence? And here's why. You wrote uh, something on Instagram. And I'm going to read it real quick. Yeah. Let's face it. Selling and marketing with emotional intelligence is a skill, one that not everyone is naturally gifted at. Yeah. So if we know that people are not naturally gifted with that emotional intelligence, how then can we sell and market with emotional intelligence? Yes. Number one, this is really interesting. So um, by the time I'm sure this gets premiered, this masterclass would have been done workshop, but me and a a one-on-one client, we're hosting a workshop um, tomorrow and it's all about uh, ethical sales and marketing and how to do it with emotional intelligence. So here's what I will say. I will say that, first of all, you have to learn what are the norms and the ethical ways of selling and marketing that are evidence-based. So when we have that foundation, we can feel confident to be able to sell in a way that feels good to us and good to our ideal client. And it mm. involves using core emotional intelligence skills to be able to do it. But here, so here's what I will say. So when it comes to selling with emotional intelligence, I'll talk about it in general. What does that look like? It looks like being honest about what it is that you're selling and not trying to use psychological manipulation to get people to buy from you, which is what a lot of selling involves. And this isn't a judgment, by the way. We all have done it or participated in it in some way. Um, Many of us have. And it's about getting honest with your intentions even. So when it comes to selling and marketing with emotional intelligence, it isn't just simple. It, it, It involves you using emotions to really determine the way in which you want your ideal client to buy. So where do you want them to buy from? Do you want them to buy from FOMO? I know in my business, I don't like that. Because when clients are buying from just FOMO, those be the ones that stress you the hell out. That's true. Those be the people asking for the refunds. Those be the people with the buyer's remorse. Not all the time. Not all the time. 
Okay. I do. I have bought from FOMO and I haven't done those things, but I will say you can find yourself in those traps. Mm -hmm. And so when you sell with emotional intelligence, you're selling it using an understanding, the impact, the way in which you sell and market is going to have on your ideal client. You're taking that into consideration and that's at the forefront of your mind. Mm. So like when you host these masterclasses and you do, so for instance, like when you bring on a a new round of coaching clients, how then are you selling? Like if somebody is like fact-based and this is the thing that I do, like what show, like give me an example, like how does this actually work? Because I'm, I'm assuming, and I could be wrong. I'm assuming that you have a pretty considerable ticket offer, right? So that it's not for everybody. And so for somebody, it's like, it was going to be a pretty significant investment. How then do you do it with integrity without inciting the FOMO, which is very traditional in digital marketing? And, you know, and I'm not saying, and this is why we wanted to do the masterclass because it's not black and white. It's not Mm. that there isn't going to be FOMO because people are going to, we can't make you feel that you have to already feel that on your own. It's just the selling process can enhance it even more, especially if it's something that people are wanting, but they don't feel like they can afford. There's so many reasons why people feel FOMO. So I will say the way in which I sell with integrity and emotional intelligence, and I'm not perfect. And this is an ongoing (laughs) journey, but I am blunt y'all. I'm blunt. I, like I don't that. do all of those. Like, I'm, look, I'm just going to keep it 100. I don't have time to go back and forth with anybody in the DMs all goddamn day. If you want in, here is what you need to know. I'm going to serve the hell out of you. I'm going to show you exactly what it is you're going to receive. I'm going to be very clear about what I can and what I can't do. I know my boundaries. I know my expertise. I will refer you out if I don't feel like this is within my scope. I don't do the whole like, you know, like you need to get back to me in a certain amount of time other and, and not being honest about it. So I don't do the whole like one spot left and there really isn't one spot left. I'm very direct. Look, come to me when you're ready. I have lots of people that I've told them that, and they have. So there's a way that you can sell that feels really good, that allows for your client to know your boundaries and to know what they're going to receive without you needing to be out of integrity and or creating unnecessary emotions within your ideal client that they don't need to be feeling. Because sometimes when we sell in market, there are many of us that just be lying. You don't need to do that. Just be direct. People can handle it. Trust that your ideal client knows what they need. Why do you think people lie? Not, and here's the thing. And Topsy, I'm going to come out and say, I do not believe that the vast majority of people who are, it's not like a lie. It's not like no, deceitful. No, 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 <laughs> not no. at all. But we no. do know there's like a bit of stretch into the it truth. Is. You're like, that's not right. So why? Like what, what emotion, what undercurrent, what is triggering, triggering the stretching of Scarcity. truth? Scarcity. I think oh. that is the fear that people aren't going to get in. So no, I don't believe that everyone lies, but there are some people that they use the knowledge of what people and humans feel and the process that we go through to get us to make a decision faster. Mm. I don't believe, I don't believe it's rooted in wanting to screw people over. I don't believe that either. I believe that it's from the fear that what if I don't hit my revenue goals, then what? What if I can't afford to pay my team, then what? I got bills. I got things I need to do, right? I want to sell this offer. I've spent this amount of time. It's also the feeling of wanting to be compensated for the time you've spent creating something. So there's that attachment and we've made it personal then. It becomes a personal thing. This stuff is deep. So I'm going to tap here as we tie it up. Yeah. Because the idea was the brain work is the soul food. Yeah. And so if we go at what Topsy just hit on, I just want to like, 
it is an anvil of truth. Yeah. Is that very often we as entrepreneurs do not set out to be deceitful. No. But no, then there's no. this clouding process of yeah. the time and emotional attachment that you have to a product or service. Yeah. And when it comes to selling and marketing of it, you immediately will uh, defend yes. Yes. the reasons why you do it because Absolutely. your children, your partner, yeah. your side hustle, yeah. people watching. And although your intentions are well-intended, yep. oftentimes we yep. blur the lines. We do, yeah. And so we're going to go back to the foundation yeah. of why we started the, the, the work to begin with. If we can yes. identify on the outset that there is underlying emotions of what's yes. truly happening here, yes. fear, doubt, yes. insecurities, so that when we actually, and we address and we get those and we understand that and we harness back and we set yes. up that case and we yes. prove ourselves wrong all the go. time. And then when we make the offer, we can stand with our head held high by saying, this is what I do. Yes. This is who I am. Yep. Take it or leave it because you know that the dollar does not defend any lack of integrity. There thereafter. we go. There we go. Did I get it right, Topsy? You just wrap that up in mm. such a bow. I believe that mindset work is a combination of body-based work, brain-based work, and behavior-based work. And that's it. That's it, y'all. You know, there's no judgment here. I, I understand humans. I've been a therapist for 11 years. I get it. I understand it. And we get to operate differently. Mm. This mm. was beautiful. Topsy. The, okay, this is like, I can't even say it's like at the tip of the iceberg. It's actually like an ice cube floating far outside of the iceberg. And people like, we want to get to that. We want to get to you. How can people find you, connect with you, learn more about what it is that you do? Yes. Um, go to my website, www.topsyvandenbosch.com. That will be in the show notes. Um, <laughs> and I am most active. Uh, can you tell I've been on lots of podcasts? <laughs> I was like, Vanderbosch, oh my gosh. Okay. People are going to freak out. No, no, no. Show notes, folks. Show notes. Show notes, show notes. And then I am active on Instagram, guys. I'm always active. Yes, you are. I'm acting a nut on stories. I love to have fun. You'll see me twerking. I start my lives out twerking a lot. Just kind of <laughs> out the nervousness for a lot of people. Because people think mine that work needs to be all deep and sad. No, we can have a good time. Um, so I'm always on Instagram at Topsy Van and Bosch, and I can't wait to connect to you. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast, Jasmine. This was amazing. I adore you. Thank you for standing in your purpose and sharing your power so generously. My Thank hope you. and prayer is that a wave of goodness comes to you Absolutely. because what you're seeding out is goodness. I hope you, you see the reflection of the goodness you're putting out in the world. Thank, Thank you. you. I appreciate you. Thank you. Okay, let's just have a moment. Y'all, can we just collectively agree that Topsy was amazing? I hope this episode gave you actionable steps to kick those limiting beliefs to the curb where they belong. But if you need even more help, I just have this amazing resource for you. If you're ready to make those mindset shifts that you need to succeed in business, you can totally download my free mindset makeover workbook. This workbook includes five crucial mindset shifts that you need to make to succeed in business and a powerful exercise that changed everything for me. It's truly everything I learned from multitude of mentors all into one specific resource. The team and I created this resource because it's something I wish I had before making the mindset shifts that I did. So it's what I learned served up for you. And it also includes a corresponding video to watch whenever you're feeling lost and trying to figure out your way. You can download this workbook for free at jasminestar.com forward slash mindset. Until next time, friends. Bye. Take care. Love yourself. 
grow your brain, give unto others, call your mom, wash a face. Bye.